Welcome to Tea Time with Shaylee and Amber, the podcast where we talk about all the shit that your horse wants you to know and what you can do about it. Amber is a horse trainer and a personal results coach, certified in Theta and Semitic Breathwork. Shaylee is an animal communicator who also teaches communication. Both knowledge seekers with the intention of sharing that knowledge and hoping that we can encourage the listeners to do the same. On today's guest episode, we will be talking with Michelle Mix. This conversation includes bioscan frequency healing, acuscope, muscle testing, herbals, vaccinations and deworming, emotions and energy that is related to the organs, and so much more. Michelle gets real about owning who you are, finding your tribe, and this is just one you're definitely not going to want to miss. If you guys find yourself more interested in what Michelle does, please make sure you check the show notes for her details. All right, let's go. Hello and welcome back to the pod. We are super excited to be doing another guest podcast. We have Michelle Mix on with us today. Hey, Michelle. Happy to be here with you guys hanging out, huh? Yeah, I think it's going to be a super awesome conversation. I, um, it's crazy to me actually that you and I have never met in person yet. I feel like you're just one of those people that I've known forever. And I can't even remember how we met. I think you did a communication on my horse. Right. And then I just like latched on to you. I like attached myself to you and was like, you're going to be my friend and I want to learn all these things from you. And I'm going to call you when I'm crying about difficult clients. And somehow you just became this like beautiful person in my life. So it's like super cool to have you on the pod. And I can't wait for people to hear the magic that you have to offer. So for our listeners, would you mind just kind of like telling everybody like who you are and what you do. Well, I always say like when people ask me that, I'm just like, I'm a whole lot of crazy. I mean, I think if you just come right out and say that, then usually you're, you're met with a little bit less, you know, intrepidation on the other end. But no, I mean, I, like you, I've done animal communication my whole life and I, I didn't, I don't know any different, right. It's just who I am. People are like, how do you do it? It's not, it's like, it's hard to describe. And I'm sure you understand that. It's just like, it's not what I do. It's just who I am. Right. And so I've always been that, you know, empathic and, and animal communicator and, you know, communicate with people on the other side and things like that. And that's just always who I've been. And I think for a while we go through periods of time where we have to hide that. Right. And, but then you get to this point where you're like, gosh, if I just want to live my authentic life and be me, you know, it needs to come out of the closet. And so that's kind of what happened for me. I don't know, 15, 20 years ago or so. Um, and I just really dove into all things spiritual and holistic and went down every rabbit hole I could, and then ended up about, I don't know, maybe 15 years ago or so starting to work with the horses. So, um, currently I don't do a lot of animal, animal communication. I'll do it when I'm working on a horse, but you're the master and I send people your way. Um, and mainly I do acuscope, um, Acuscope myopulse therapies. I do uh, cranial sacral therapy, functional indirect osteopathy. I do some energy work, um, some acupuncture, some fascia work, and then um, I do the bioscan. And the bioscan came into my life um, about a year and a half ago, and that's just been a complete game changer. So it it just really allows me to see inside, I guess, what's going on with the horse. So it's been it's really 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 changed my program. There's no doubt about that. So. Oh. It's pretty much what I do in a nutshell. 
who I am. I'm just a happy person out here trying to live my best life. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, and for like those who don't know what the bioscan is, um, I want you to talk a little bit about that, not to, you know, totally dive into this right away, but I know Amber and I just did a podcast on our dogs and we were talking about like, you know, these big lessons that our dogs had for us. And you did that scan for Arlo and I had had her on, you know, all these different herbs trying to figure out, like I took her to the vet. Um, she got diagnosed with a bacterial infection. So we knew that we knew that her immune system crashed. Um, I talked about it in the podcast, how like she went totally neurological and it was, you know, this whole thing. And it was interesting because I sent in that stuff in the bioscan, um, you know, came up with like this 10 page report of all these things. Um, and you were able to talk me through them and we were able to find different uh like foods and herbs and things that would be beneficial for her and real and it helped me realize that what I had her on you know through what I researched wasn't actually good for her and she's like thriving like I um I I put her on a few things that you suggested from the bioscan and it like I mean I, I kid you not like within 30 days she's like totally back to normal like better than she was and so like how does the bioscan work and do you want to give like a brief overview on what it is sure so let me start by saying I am the world's biggest skeptic I am a huge skeptic but I'm an open-minded skeptic right so I love all these things but I also want to I want you got to prove it to me right like I want to see it I want to know the science so I kind of play on both sides of that if you will and so I had a personal experience and it's a super long story. I won't go into it, but my husband almost died. And when I say almost died, I mean, like he was there, right? Like we needed something. And so in that like hour of desperation, um, I had somebody come forward that knew somebody that knew somebody type of a deal. Right. And they said, Hey, are you open to this? And I was like, of course we're open to anything. And so I actually had a scan done on my husband, which is how we found out and we've been to 11 doctors. And so we had done our due diligence. We had done a lot of things to try to help him um, to no avail. And so when this person came through and this bioscan showed, you know, A, B, C, D, it, it, was, it was just spot on. And it said, here's what you have to do because you have the ability in the scan to say, if this is wrong, how do I fix it? And so um, we were able to say, okay, if we start these herbs or whatever, it's going to help them. And it turned, I mean, my husband literally almost died. And he was back at work in five days. So I was like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm, what is this? Right. And so that's how I dove down the rabbit hole. And so I had a background in holistic health and nutrition. Um, and so I had actually researched this machine years ago. And I think the universe was like, hello, (laughs) it's time. Uh, so what it does is It has, I think there's, I don't even know how many hundred thousand things are in this machine, but everything is based off frequency. Okay. So it will take the frequency of the hair or the saliva and you put it in the machine and it says, okay, like, let's just say the frequency of your trigeminal nerve is 50 Hertz. Okay. So it sends the frequency to the hair, to the saliva and it basically pings it, right? And then it sends back and it shows, is that frequency balanced? Is it in its homeostasis or is it pre-chronic, chronic, 
pre-acute or acute. And it will show me on that scale where that frequency of that nerve is or where the frequency, I mean, you can, emotions, it, it looks at everything. And then you get this report. And then once you get the report, you, you're putting together pieces of a puzzle, right? So you're like, okay, digestive is showing up, this nerve is showing up. And so then you're kind of discerning, um, do I need body work, right? Which is a big, uh, um, handy thing for me in my acuscope world. I can say, Hey, these are the nerves that are not happy and let's, you know, let's work on them. Or do you need a supplement? And this is the coolest part. I think of, of the whole scan is that there's amazing supplements. Like you said, with your dog, you did your due diligence and you researched these amazing herbs, but that particular cocktail was actually causing more inflammation, right? Or that cocktail wasn't solving the problem. And so this, there's a feature on here where you can take every single supplement and you provoke it against the actual parasite or the actual heavy metal or whatever it is. And you say, if I give you this, what will happen? If I give you this, what will happen? And then you can take all the supplements and put them on the machine. Okay, now this is your cocktail. What does this do to your body? And that for me has been the most shocking thing is that you could have, let's say three herbs, five herbs that are amazing, but when you put them all together in a cocktail, it might cause this massive inflammatory response. So you could think you're doing something really, really good. I had a client today that said, oh my gosh, I've been double dosing that product. And here it was, you know, causing this major inflammatory response. So, um, so it gives us the tools to balance it. And then, you know, there's other things you can make frequency water out of it. You can run a treatment through it. You can take the frequencies that are out of balance and then send them through the machine to balance the body back out. So it, it does quite a bit of things, but for me, it's been a game changer because I think it's the missing piece, kind of the inside out. You know, even with emotions, like we can look at all the different floral essences and, you know, there's so oil, essential oils or, you know, whatever it is, food, allergies, environment, parasites, horses, parasites, and heavy metals. I see them all the time, you know? So, yeah. I will say I had a personal experience with CyberScan and literally tell everybody because I'm like, I don't know why people even go to doctors. You should just go straight get yourself scanned and then, you know, start there. But I had an autoimmune thing and I went through so many tests, so many doctors, they diagnosed me with this crazy autoimmune that like one out of like a quadrillion people get, it's like super rare. And they wanted to do all this like super invasive stuff to me. And my friend, Jen, who now does the cyber scan stuff, um, she was like, no, you need to go get a cyber scan. And I was like, what <laughs> like self kind of makes you go a cyber scan like what yeah is it? yeah and, and so I went and I literally put my hand on the plate for like 30 seconds or something and they don't ask any medical history mm-hmm. and I just all of a sudden she's just reading off the screen like knows that I had metal in my leg knows that I have just like right there and I was just like she I think put me on like three different supplements and like, I was good to go within like two weeks. So I tell everybody now, especially the people with like the mystery stuff where they're like, we can't figure it out. I'm like, just go do that. Like it tells you. And it's almost like Mm -hmm. it's good to be true for people. Sometimes I think it is. And I think people don't understand, like, they're like, how can you, you know, how can you do it with hair? Well, your hair holds your DNA. I mean, (laughs) you know, it's like, there it is. But a lot of that stuff, frequency uh, they're able to pick it up before they can find it in the blood, you know, 
So I, it's I, it, every single day it blows my mind. I mean, I've, I've literally, I scanned a horse recently and I was like, um, you need, you need to get to a vet. I am 99% sure this horse has a tumor in its sinus cavity because everything that was coming up around it, she had had this horse scope so many different things. She brought him in. She called me and she was like, I I'm blown away. The horse had a tumor in its sinus cavity and I'm, and it showed up on the scan. I've had ones that show up like a aborted foal. And they're like, how do you know my horse aborted, aborted a foal? And I'm like, it showed up, you know, like the, the things it is, I think there's like 200,000 things or something like that we can scan for. I mean, it just blows your mind. And then the whole goal is to bring everything back into that homeostasis. Right. But the, the bigger piece to me is, and somebody said to me, you know, we feed our horses into trouble. We supplement them out of it. Right. We train them into trouble. Right. And then we body work them out of it. All this tension. Right. You know, so sometimes we do things a little bit backwards, but there's so many supplement companies out there with amazing products, but I think a lot of people, they get in trouble and they start with one supplement and then two, and then three, and then pretty soon I've had someone send me 11 supplements that one horse was on 11. And I was like, and we got the horse down to two supplements, totally balanced. She called me like 30 days later and she was crying. And she's like, I thought, you know, I thought I was doing the right thing, you know? So it wasn't that she didn't care. She just, she didn't know, you know? So I always just say, test, don't guess. It's interesting is there might be an herb good for me, right? But not good for you, right? Like turmeric, great for inflammation, right? Like works really, really well with my body. But like my husband, if I test him for turmeric, he can't, it literally has a complete opposite effect on him. But how would you know, you know? Yeah, I feel like there's definitely that balance too of like, because as you know, like I, I feel like I met you and you like were my spark of inspiration to like deep dive into herbs and like nutrition and stuff because, you know, we did the Simply Equine thing. And then I was like, oh wow, all these herbs are like, so I started going down that dive and then I started looking into like acupressure and then like the Chinese medicine and all this stuff. And what I think is important is not necessarily just people, you know, sending in hair or saliva for the scan, but, um, but learning. So obviously learning like what energetics you believe your horse to be. And then, you know, if that doesn't work, you know, like, I feel like there's that combination where you learn what you can, you try to understand the energetics because, you know, like with the turmeric thing, if you're like a person who has a hot and dry body, like it would totally make sense why turmeric wouldn't work for you. Cause that's the energetics of the herb. So right. there's like that balance of being able to know what the herb does, know the energetics of the body and then be like, oh, I just want to make sure. And that's, what's cool about the bioscan getting that validation, but also someone. So like, for me, I feel like the only reason why I tried it was because it was through you and because I, I'm the opposite where I don't necessarily trust a machine. Like I'm more like, I'm going to feel it out. Like I'm going to muscle test it or I'm going to, I'm like kind of deep into that, like energetics. But since I know that you study the herbs and you do the cranial work and you have this knowledge, you're not just someone who went out and bought the machine and went through like a generic training and you're like pushing buttons to tell me what's going on. So I think there's that too, where the intuition of the person and the education of the owner is like, it, it, it all has to go together. Yeah. It all has to match for sure. Yeah. It's, but it's so fun. Like, I don't know. It's fascinating because I have several vets 
clients now that are referring people to me, like if they get a case that they're like, I'm just stuck, you know? And so then they'll send them. And that's been really cool too, to see the collaboration between the worlds, you know, um, one I'm, I'm currently in school right now for my master's in, um, Chinese herbalism. And my professor on day one said the most profound thing, you guys are going to love this. She said, your perception of medicine, of healing, whatever is all based on demographics. It's where you were born, where were your parents born, where were, you know, where, you know, and so many people in the class were born here, were born Western medicine, right? But if you were born in China, you would go to the herbs. If you were born in India, you'd do something different, right? So, so much of our perception is this world is voodoo or it's crazy because of just where we were born, right? And that was so profound to me. It's like, wow, we really base everything just on demographics. Like, that's crazy to me. So like, to your point, it's like, you got to get educated and you've got to dive down these rabbit holes and you got to ask questions and you got to learn. And so I love seeing like just people in this space are just coming out of the woodwork. And like, I just like, I love what you guys are doing. And I just, I, I love it. It's so cool. People are opening their eyes, you know, changing the world, I guess. <laughs> yeah. It's so interesting with the Chinese medicine, I, my first experience was so long before I even went out. It was probably, it was even before my child. So I was like seven, maybe 17 years ago. And it, I had this um, cult that I had raised since he was like eight months old and he got to almost a year and he just completely broke out in hives um, and we did the allergy test and he basically was just allergic to everything. And he also had HYPP, uh, well, it was NH, I guess. So it wasn't double positive, but so his episodes would be triggered by stress and the allergies mm -hmm. making him stress. And so, um, he was allergic to like pine, you know, dust flies. And I was like, I would have, like, how do you live? <laughs> and it wasn't like, he would have little patches of hives. Like he had huge, just like welts, like from tips of his ears over his entire body. And, um, I had moved barns to try to see if that would help. He was in no shavings. He had like rice holes. Like we were doing everything we could. And it got to the point where the only thing that was keeping him mildly comfortable was steroids. And then I'm like, this horse is going to founder. And then the stress on his system was causing him to have these episodes of paralysis. And I was just like, I like cannot ask this horse to live like this anymore. He's only a year old. Like this is crazy. Mm -hmm. and I had made the decision. I went out of town. I had made the decision to put him down when I got back and um, it was really wrecking me. And on the drive home, I had researched Chinese herbs and I had found a company in Canada and I got on the phone with this man named Arlo and I was just basically like, I had already made the appointment for the vet to come. Like it was just sort of this like, I don't know. Let me try this. Um, because what was I, there was nothing to lose. You know what I mean? And so he was like, here, you know, this is what you do. You seep these tea bags. He's not going to like it, you know, um, mix it with this or whatever. And he was like, but you have to take him off of all of the steroids. You have to take him off of everything he's on. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I was like, well, the biggest thing for me was like, what's the vet going to say, right? Like if right. he completely falls backwards and is a hot mess and I'm going to be like, well, so I bought these Chinese herbs and you know, like what, and I was young back then. Right. So, you know, um, 
And so I was like, okay, well, like if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it. So I was driving out to this barn, completely separate barn twice a day to like seep these little tea bags and put them on his grain. The first day he wouldn't eat them. And then like the second round, he started to eat them. And then, um, I had come back this day two and he was just covered in hives. And I was like, oh God, I've made a mistake. Like, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know why I did this. Like, this is ridiculous. Um, but a bigger part of me, was like, you know, and I called Arlo and I was like, it's not working. You know, And he was like, give it more than 24 hours, you psycho. And so I waited it out. Um, after two days, day two was same covered, just covered his little eyeballs and everything. Day three, I came out and he was completely clear of absolutely every single hive. And oh my gosh, shocking, dramatic thing I have ever experienced because I had been dealing with this for like over six months. And the only thing that changed was that I took him off all the steroids and put him on these little tea bags. And mm. so the vet had called and was like, you know, are we going to do this? And I was like, actually, you know, let me wait a week. Cause I was like, is this just a fluke? Like, you know, he never actually, he lasted another six years after that, never had hives again. And when I would haul him long distances, I would give those to him just to boost his immune system or whatever. Um, and he, it never happened again. And so when I had called the vet to say, Hey, like, this is crazy, but this is what I did. You know, I took him off all the steroids and I put him on these Chinese herbs. And he basically said, well, he must've just grown out of it. <laughs> so, okay. So I see how this goes. Um, but it was crazy. And I mean, ultimately I, he did end up transitioning really young just because of the HYPP got really bad and the, all of it was just there, but the actual, um, herbs and the allergy stuff was, it was like, it was so dramatic and shocking. And I moved him back to the old barn I was at and everybody was like, I'm like Chinese herbs. And they're like, oh, okay. I'm not lying. <laughs> so it was pretty powerful for me. And that was like my first little taste long before I actually was like fully committed to like looking at things holistically. Yeah. It's amazing how animals show up to be our greatest teachers. I mean, I can, it's just wild. Like every single thing I've learned along the way is because some animal has shown up and they're like, are you ready? Like, here's what's coming next. Or here's the next person you need to network with or whatever. And I just, like, I don't know. I'm so honored and humbled that they choose us and they let us screw up and they let us make mistakes and they wait, you know, but ultimately they get us where we need to go. You know, that is so cool. I know I will never forget my little lesson from your dog because she, I know um, I like bring her up all the time because she taught me that I could see words. Like I never really saw words before connecting with her. Um, Michelle had a dog who had blastomycosis and I had no idea what that was. Um, and I, hadn't even ever heard of it before, but she was just going through like a really rough time where she was losing all of her hair and Michelle was doing literally like everything for her. Like, I think at that point you had almost like radiographed her entire body and like, yeah. you know, wonder like if you had the bioscan, like it, that's what's cool about the bioscan now. And you have, you know, like you had to go through that lesson with her. Like she 
let, I feel like she was a big part of your journey probably to lead you to like this point, you know, not even just your husband, but like, yeah, all of our animals that come into our lives were like, in hindsight, I'm like, man, if I had this then, but there's a reason why we did. Right. I think I would have never. So your dog, it was so crazy because she spelled every single letter of that word out for me to Google it. And I thought it was a fake word. And I Googled it and I was like, this is a thing. Oh my gosh. It's like a fungus. And then I messaged you and I was like, it's in her lungs. And you were like, that is that. That's the one thing that we haven't looked at. And she like, to this day, I like still, I still have her little spirit with me. And I'm just like, it's so crazy how someone else's animal can leave like, like, it doesn't even have to be your own animal. Like there are just animals who are teachers and part of the collective that like come into yeah. experience and gonna hit you and take you places and, you know, see you later. I'm off to the next adventure. <laughs> I know it's so, oh, it's so humbling, isn't it? Like sometimes I literally just sit in meditation and I just like, my heart is just filled with gratitude. It's like, like, thank you. You know, it's just wild. But back to the bioscan. Yeah. One thing I really like about the bioscan, I was just talking to somebody about this today. It's non-biased. So it doesn't work for any company. It doesn't make money off a supplement. It doesn't, you know, you know, it has, it has no, there's no bias. And I, that to me, cause I muscle tested for years. I've done kinesiology, but for me, that has been the biggest game changer because things that like my, or companies that I really like, and I think like, this is going to work. It doesn't. And if the bioscan's like, no, nope, not today. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> That's a good product. And the bioscan, not for this one, you know? And so I, that whole like non-bias to me, that's just really been good for me. Cause we do, we get stuck, right? This work, this, uh, this work for so-and-so let's try it. And I think that's how people end up with 10 different supplements, you know? So it's pretty cool. What people can do organically, like without, if they feel like they don't have the resources, you know, like I just don't have the money right now, or I don't have, you know, is there something else like a starting point intuitively, you know, like before you had the bioscan, you know, what, like with the muscle testing, I always, someone else we'd ask that too, where I know how I sort of muscle test, but is there like a simplified way for somebody to just be able to go out and be like, I just want to check in and see if this is right for my horse or wrong for my horse. You know, do you have yeah. something? I do. Actually, that's a great question. I love that. I love that. I love that. So there is a really easy one. And I, I was just teaching a girl this today. So you can use your own body. Okay. So everything is energy, right? Everything has a frequency. A big part of it is getting present, right? Like don't worry about dinner, laundry, whatever, just get present. So I tell people like plant your feet, get grounded, right? And just breathe that energy from the earth and just really be grounded. And if it's about your horse, you're, you know, maybe I'd be standing next to your horse and then what I do is I, I use my body. So I stand, I cross my arms like this, and then I would close my eyes and ahead of time, I would figure out my yes, no. But like, so for me, like if I said, my name is Michelle, my body would go forward. I'd have this energetic pull forward. So that shows me that's a verified yes. But if I went backwards and, you know, then as my name's Shaley, no, you know, I would fall backwards. And then I kind of have this neutral for me, undecided is kind of 
left, right, there's this little sway. So similar if anybody's ever used a pendulum, um, but so you can use your own body to muscle test. And I, that's how I did it for years. I would stand next to the horse and say, you know, is this, you know, whatever this grain good for you? And be like, no, you know, and I'd be like, uh, not good, you know? So that's just a really simple one is just learn to use your body. Um, a lot of pe people do that for their own supplements, right? So I got a bottle of supplements. So if I was going to take these supplements, I'd hold them up. And then if I had a strong pull, yes, I'd be like, okay, you know, I need some enzymes today. Right. If I went back, no, I don't need it. So I think that's the simplest way. Um, there's obviously many different muscle testing methods, but for me, that's just a really easy one. And I think I told Shaley this, but like, I secretly, I do that with everything in life. Like literally, like I meet somebody, if like my body's like this, I'm like, <laughs> okay, like, you know, pay attention. <laughs> like something's not right here. You know, my husband and I had to go buy a new refrigerator and I went to Best Buy and I would stand in front of every refrigerator, you know, and I'd be like, oh yeah, this is a good one. Oh no. You know, <laughs> the Best Buy guy comes up and he's looking at me and my husband's like, she talks to angels. And I'm like, what? The guys look at me like, okay. And I'm like, okay, this is the fridge, you know, but like, even like buying my, yeah, it's like, you know, buying my car. I like literally like three white Jeeps in a row. And I'd be like, Oh, nope, it's not that one. You know? <laughs> so I just use my body, you know, but you have to set that intention, you know, set that intention, get grounded and then see what your body says. You know, was there ever a point where you, um, in this process of coming to this place where you were doubting yourself? And if, if that was a thing, like, what did you, what did that look like for you to undo that part? Oh my gosh, thousand percent. And actually I will say the bioscan is kind of a good way just for me to not have like, just to get rid of that. Cause I think, and Shaley probably can attest to this with animal communication, you out, that doubt's always going to be there. Right. Am I interpreting that right? Did I get that right? You know? Um, and so the validation piece of it, I think was more attached to the ego. And sometimes you just have to let it go. And like, I'll tell people like, I don't know, it, I, I just have to trust what I'm getting. And if it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. I, this is what I'm getting. And I, you know, I got to stay in that space for now. And sometimes it's a matter of unraveling something else, you know, this is attached to that or whatever it is, but for the most part, I think when you do it long enough and you let go of the ego and you let go of needing the validation, and then it just comes and you just really learn to trust it. Mm -hmm. And you know, you'll, I don't know how you feel in your body, but a lot of people like I'll get sick to my stomach or I'll be like, Ooh, man, my neck. Ooh, that's telling me that's a strong, no, that's a lot of tension, you know, to start to identify things like that. So, and I also, I think people overthink a lot of this. We are innately born with these gifts. You know, there's too many, you know, oh, do you do Reiki or do you do this one or do you do that one? It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. Don't label it. Stand in it. Breathe in it. You're good. You know, it's kind of where I come from anyway. <laughs> There'd be too much, too much thought on, you know, what it's called, you know? Yeah, it was interesting because I was just talking to, um, my training was in Theta and so I was talking to my friend who I do a little program with and she's an astrologist and we were both sort of trained in theta and went through the process. And she's like, you know, what's interesting is I just had some downloads last week about everything being sort of like almost placebo, right? Like how you feel about what you're putting in your body can also alter how your body receives it. And then I was talking about it and she's like, you know, like theta or Reiki or any of these like modalities 
She's like, it just gives structure to someone who is already intuitive. So for people who are so intuitive and you just know, and you're like, Whoa, and you're all over the place. She's like, I think the beauty of the different modalities and like those, you know, the systems or the processes is that it just gives you a little bit of structure to work with. And then you can spread out beyond that. But I thought that was a really interesting way to look at it. And I was like, yeah, cause it isn't any different, you know what I mean? Different names and stuff, but it's all the same. It's all energy, you know? And so, so I love yeah. that. I mm-hmm. love that. That, that is so good. I tell people too, even like with their horses. So, you know, a lot of the horses I work on, they have so much tension, right? And it's like, where's the tension coming from? What is the root? And I ask people, one of my questions is, what are you doing? Like, what do you do? And it's so crazy. Cause like they list off amazing things. I have been to the vet. I've been to the chiro. I've had the dentist. I've been to, you know, got x-rays. I've done all these things. And I'm like, no, but like, what are you doing? Like, what are you actually doing? Your horse has tension. What are you doing to hold space to help the horse unwind the tension? And sometimes I think that's really profound is people don't realize sometimes you just need to sit in a chair, you know? So back to your question of like, what's a simple thing to do? Sometimes it's just sit in a chair with your horse, let them see you. You know, my good friend, Melissa Hansen, she uh, picked up a horse the other day and she was telling me, she said, you know, I stood on the mounting block and she said, it took 10 minutes for that horse to turn and look at me and be like, oh, like, what are you doing there? You know? And so I think sometimes they're just conditioned. They've just checked out from us too. You know? So sometimes what can you do that costs nothing? Just sit with your horse, connect, connection, you know, the root of everything, right? Yeah. The root of everything. I feel like, um, yeah, time is so important. And you helped me a lot with that. Um, when I very first started, cause I feel like I used to pride myself on being this non-emotional being. Like I would, Oh, I don't have any emotions. And I'm like totally, you know, science-based and all of this stuff. And, um, I remember like coming to, and I like first started out and I was, you know, um, just kind of like insecure in like saying what it was that I did and like actually being open about connection. And you were like, I just tell, and I was like, how do you do it? Like, how do you tell people that you're like an animal communicator? You do energy work and you're like, my mantra this year is being authentic. And, you know, I just tell people like, I, I am living my best life. And yeah, I talk to animals and it is so like whole and complete for me. And like, I feel very fulfilled. And you were just like talking about the way you feel. And that was like my catalyst to being like, yep, I'm turning into a weirdo. I'm telling everybody that I talk to animals. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Like, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and go for it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do that sometimes because people, Amber and I have talked about this a little bit because even just with like, um, literally sitting on the mounting block or holding space, people are afraid to be the weird one. And it's like, it's, it's mind boggling how you would feel like alienated or weird at the barn for doing groundwork or for sitting on the mounting block or bringing a chair into the arena, you know, like I, I feel Mm -hmm. like it is important for other people to, to just like hear how we went on that journey, how it is kind of awkward at first, but like it, it opens up a whole realm for you. If you will take that space and just like not give a shit about being a weirdo. (laughs) And the best part about it is, is once you own it and you stand in that authentic space is you attract people like-minded 
And then like you end up with the coolest tribe. Like that's how I met you. And now Amber, and like you just end up with the coolest tribe, you know? And then your like your frequency just keeps elevating, right? We just keep pushing each other to do better, do more, learn more. And I, I said to someone today, actually, when I was working on a horse, I'm like, I might not know everything. Obviously I can't, but dang, I got a good network. <laughs> so if I don't know, at least I got someone I can call, you know? And I think that's the coolest part of when you live your authentic and you, you really embody it is who shows up. And it's so cool. It is. Oh, it's such a blessing. And usually it's cool animals too. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. I think the coolest part about as a, a trainer was when I started doing that stuff with clients, I started attracting clients that didn't know about it, but were open to it. So the fact that I can go out and be like, well, I was talking to Rochelle and then I talked to Shaylee about your horse and she is really holding on to this dis-ease in her body because she just wants to retire. She doesn't want to go back to that trainer. Like she wants to be done and she's going to hold this until, and she was like, okay. And so like, as of this month, she's just retired. And I'm like, so the fact that I can go out and like, just like, I don't even think about it anymore where there was like a good two-year period where I had to like actively stop and like cancel my entire page that I had built over like 10 years and like completely start over like please don't expect from me what you think I have been before because it's like I had to I had to like delete all of it and like this is different like I'm just you know and it was awkward but it is true the fact that I can just go out there and like oh well da 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 and never think about being like weird and even if I come off as weird. I'm like, I mean, take it or leave it. Like, this is what she said. So, like, exactly. so do what you want, but that's what's happening. <laughs> Amazing though, because then by you being like, just like going back to what Shaylee talked about in the beginning, you know, by me giving Shaylee permission, right. Then she gives the next person permission to be their best self and, you know, whatever it is, you know, it's so cool. I don't know. And we all fear judgment at this, just this deep level. And when you can just let that go, it's amazing. And it's amazing who shows up in your circle, your cheerleaders, your supporters. It's awesome. It's so, I don't know, it's humbling and it's, it's, I'm so grateful, you know? And something that I've like, have really appreciated with our friendship is that you've never been hesitant to just like, tell me what you know. Like I, I've talked about this before where like the very first animal communicator that I used I was like, wow, this feels so aligned with me. This is amazing. Like, will you teach me? How did you get started? Like, I want to know about this. And she was like, nope, nope. Like, I don't teach. Like, this is a, this is sacred work. This is something that, you know, like she was very much like, this is a gift that like, that I have. And then I met you and, you know, I, you would say something about the skull and I'd be like, wow, what is that? And you're like, okay, you need to buy this book. You need to do this. And like, I think it's really cool, like having, because when you do come into that personal power, you know, that there's like always enough that there's always, you know, like the animals benefit, other people benefit, like the more you share your knowledge and like the more that you're able to. And now I remember what I wanted to ask you earlier, because, um, you changed my perspective a lot about the liver because remember I used to like want to do all these detoxes and um I just wanted I think it's like really how you kind of talk about feeding the liver instead of just detoxing it can you talk a little bit to like our listeners about that because 
I used to see heavy metals in the body, like in my own horses and do like a detox unknowingly, not realizing that that stuff was just still circulating in the body. And then I had this very angry horse and was learning that like, you know, liver man, like the imbalance manifests as anger. And then that turns into stuff. And so, um, speaking of educating others, will you talk about like your opinion on detoxes? Yeah, I love that question. So, and I love that you, that you mentioned that, you know, so Chinese medicine, the liver is going to be the organ that holds anger. Right. And so, I mean, in humans, they talk about people that get drunk and then they're angry. Right. I mean, there's a reason it's affecting your liver. Right. And so when you detox, basically what you're doing and whether, you know, whichever your method is, but you're giving the body something that is just going to push all the toxins out of the liver. Right. So this, the liver is this amazing organ and it makes, it produces enzymes. You know, obviously it helps us to remove toxins. It has a huge effect on our immune system, produces glutathione. Um, And so what happens when you detox, and this is my personal opinion, it's kind of like drainage versus detox, right? And I'm more on the drainage side. And so detox would be give the body something that's going to push all the toxins out. So where are they going? what's happened to them, right? Are you overloading the liver? I mean, there's all these things. And in theory, maybe it works for 30 days or 60 days, but you have never changed your environment. So if your liver wasn't working, wasn't doing its job properly, and now your liver is full of toxins and you say, okay, here, I'm going to feed you A, B, and C, and I'm going to push everything out of your liver. You still never changed your liver. So the foundation of the liver not being healthy is still there or being out of balance or it's frequency not being in balance. Right. And so if you want to restore balance, my opinion is let's feed the liver. Let's give the liver what it needs to do its job, to open up the pathways, to produce the enzymes, to make the glutathione, to boost the immune system, do all those things, give the liver food so that it it's healthy in and of itself, because a healthy liver is going to drain naturally. And then you don't have to worry about the anger and all those other things, but then you're changing the environment versus detox. What do you detox every six months, once a year? I mean, you know, that's, it's, I don't know, it's kind of silly to me to do it that way. Um, The other thing is when you're detoxing and you're throwing all those toxins out in the body, you don't know where they're going. You, you, is it going in the bloodstream? Is it going in the digestive? Is it getting into organs? Is it getting into joints, muscles? You know, you don't really know, right? But if you allow the body to do it naturally, the body's own intelligence is going to flush it out exactly how it's supposed to. So when I see a body, especially like with horses, if there is heavy metals present or there's a big parasite load or toxins of any type, I usually say, okay, let's address the liver first. What can we give the liver from a nutritional standpoint? And then usually we look at digestive right? Because we're going to flush a lot of that stuff. I mean, you're going to pee it out. You're going to poop it out. You're going to sweat it out or you're going to breathe it out. Right. I mean, that's how it's going to go. So usually then I'll look at the digestive system and make sure it's healthy enough when the drainage starts that it can appropriately leave the body. So that, I mean, that's just my philosophy is kind of the body is so intelligent, right? So it's just, I don't know. I, a lot of times when I'm looking at these horses, it's like, I give people the analogy of, um, like a car and, and I live in Minnesota. So you might not experience this where you guys live, but you know, your car gets a tiny little rust spot, right? So you kind of ignore it. And then pretty soon it's a bigger rust spot. And then, you know, within a few years, you're driving around in a rust bucket and you want to fix it. Well, it's not just going to go back to its, you know, beautiful state. Right. So you, you got to, 
you got to look at it from the perspective of when something is a little bit off, try to address it then before it becomes this big thing, you know? So I think yeah. in all the body work I've done, so, so the acuscope and myopulse, I mean, they're mind blowing, right? I mean, I can do amazing things with them, but what I've found is if I work on a horse three times and I see similar patterns or the same things coming up and it's not getting any better, you know, with body work, with good training, good, you know, good farrier, good dental work. Then I'm like, we got to look inside, you know, we need to buy, there's something else inside there that we're missing that is hosing this body down, you know? So that's where we go to the bio scan. <laughs> and you I saw it like on the scan. I mean, we look at every, like, it's super cool. I built a nerve folder because I'm a nerve guru. So like every single nerve in the body, you know, it's just wild to look at it. So you, I know you said the bioscan will also address like emotions. So if mm -hmm. you're looking at something like the liver mm -hmm. and thinking, okay, why does it continue to move out of balance? Is there an mm -hmm. emotional aspect that you like bring to people's attention around that? Like the environment the horse is in, or maybe the human um, partner is in a certain emotional state constantly, and the horse may be like either taking it on or just being in that space of that having it affect. Do you talk to people about that at all, or is it? I do. So um, I love that. It's a really good point. So um, the bioscan will show if there's something in the environment. If there's actually an environmental folder, and it will say, you know, this is coming from your environment. Um, so it will show that. And then as far as emotions go, it will show you like hundreds, like you can see every single emotion. So like one that comes up a lot is, um, faithlessness. Like they've lost faith. Well, who have they lost faith in? Usually mm -hmm. it's us, right. You know, um, there's a lot of unworthy where they don't feel worthy, you know, those things show up, but if anger shows up, you know, then I would look at the environment, but I also would look inside because a lot of times if the liver's in spasm, are you feeding something that's high in glyphosate? I mean, right now with the GMOs and everything, a lot of times the liver can literally be tanked or, you know, go into spasm based off of something with glyphosate. I mean, that stuff is just so, so nasty. So I kind of have to look and figure out, and the scan will show me, it's, I, I, it's part of the puzzle, right? It will say, okay, here's where it came from. But there's a lot of times where the owner will say, I have the same problem. I have the same thing. Yeah. I have the same abandonment, abandonment. Oh my gosh. The number of horses with abandonment that show up mind blowing. Right. And then the owner will say like, Oh, I've had issues with that too. You know? So the cool part is, you know, yeah. that I can work with both, you know, usually almost always the owner will say, can I send you my saliva? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. So usually I'll end up kind of getting things balanced for both of them. Yeah, I remember when you first did Kip and you like came back with this scan and you had a sheath infection and a bone bruise and da 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 da. And you're like, but you're doing such a great job with his emotions. He's very emotionally happy. And I was like, oh, thank God. Like <laughs> that like took over. I was like, oh, everything else is fine. We can fix that. Thank God his emotions are good. <laughs> oh, it's wild. It's wild. Um, just, I know we're kind of at the end of our time, but I feel like this is just super, um, important. So is there, so I guess this is two questions. Is there an organ just in your experience that comes up predominantly like more than others? And 
there are so many horses that have to be on like a six month vaccination schedule and a six month deworming. And there's all these like rules and regulations for showing and boarding and stuff. So like, what is the best way to support our horses? Like, you know, cause I don't, I don't do the detoxes anymore. Like I, like you said, I, I offer now like adaptogens like ashwagandha to help the liver, but then that's illegal. And some, so is there, um, a way to support our equine friends when they do have to get vaccinations? Like how do we support their bodies? Oh, that's such a tough one. Um, my experience with that was I actually had a horse here, um, who's like a national champion in, in his, uh, world of showing or whatever. And he came in, I hadn't seen him in a few months and he, I literally, I was like, my jaw was on the floor. I was like, what is going on? So I said, let's pull hair right away and let's run a scan because there's something going on. And it came up and it was, there was vaccine injury after vaccine injury, after vaccine injury. And, um, and so kind of back to not guessing, we didn't guess, right. We actually ran the bioscan because some things I thought would work did not work for that particular horse. So that's one where I really don't guess. Usually you've got to get some sort of binder on board. Um, but usually we support the liver, we support the colon digestive, and then, and usually it's colon. Um, and then we'll go ahead and, and find what we need to find as a binder to get those out of there. But again, I, I mean, I wish I could say it's this, but I, I just can't guess because I can have 10 horses in a row, the same thing will work. And then the 11th one is like, no way, you know? So that's, that's a tough one, but, uh, liver, it comes up a lot, a, a lot. And then digestive. And the one that I see a ton is, um, the glossopharyngeal, which is cranial sacral nerve number nine. And so it, you know, it comes out of the, um, the petrous portion of like the tempo bone, like the jugular frame, and it comes out, you know, it runs down the whole path of their neck. Right. And it innervates the esophagus. And so what will show up a lot is when that nerve in the back of the tongue goes in spasm, or they're locking their tongue down, or they're trying to get away from their bit or whatever, they'll suck their tongue back. And that nerve will go into spasm. It'll take the esophagus with it. It'll take the vagus nerve as well. And then like, so the esophagus is like this. And so it'll go into spasm and then it comes into the stomach. And then you have like this esophageal hiatus because when this is in spasm and it comes in, it'll take that with it. Right. And so a lot of times people are supplementing, 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 but that's one where when it comes up on the scan, I'm like, you need, you got to find someone that does functional indirect osteopathy that can unwind that esophagus and get it out of spasm that can relieve that hiatus there. And then a lot of times to acuscope or mild pulse then to work on the nerves. So bioscan doesn't only show us supplements. It also gives us a good window into, you know, what we need to do from a body work perspective, because those horses, they're, they're going to, they're going to be ulcery. And these are the horses where people are like, my horse has been on 10 ulcer treatments and nothing works because when the esophagus goes into spasm, you're just dumping acid into the gut. So, but that, esophagus, that cranial sacral nerve number nine and 10 and liver. Those are the ones I would say that come up the most. And liver is probably just a toxic overload, whether it's vaccines or fly sprays or chemical wormers or pesticides, you know, glyphosate, whatever it is, right. That liver takes a hit. And when the liver takes a hit, it usually takes the whole right side of the horse. So it'll go, it'll, it'll get the liver. Usually the lung and diaphragm will go into spasm, the vena cava, you have like an abdominal aorta, like it'll take, it just takes it all. And people will be like, you know, they're lame on the right side. They're lame on the right side, you know, 
and they try really good things, but a lot of times we've got to go inside and see what's going on. And when those frequencies are out of balance, woo. So it's all about restoring balance. I know that we're at the end, but that just made me come up with <laughs> like something that I've been thinking about. Yeah. I know we're going to need another episode with Michelle. Come on, okay. <laughs> now I have more questions. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you had said, you know, we're talking about fly sprays, we're talking about, you know, how can we eliminate where we can, right? These heavy metal exposures um, with wormer, is there something that you give? I mean, I know there's stuff in people that they take like supplements that are not necessarily like the actual warmer, but is there stuff that's, or is it the same as it specifically for each horse? Or is there something that you can give to help clear out the parasites that is not a warmer? Right. Uh, so, I mean, I don't actually know a hundred percent for every horse, but I can tell you when horses have a heavy parasite load, I do have some that are proven in the bioscan that the majority of the time are my go-tos just because they work, right? Like I see them work over and over again. And so one of them is um, that Old West Holistics has that EPM Super Dewormer, which is, I believe it's all herbs. I honestly, I should probably look deeper into it. I don't know. But usually if we do something like that with like an aloe to help the um, colon, that EPM, and it's not just for EPM, but I'm telling you, I... It's very few horses that I scan, maybe two, that that hasn't been the answer. Some people don't want to go that route. And so then I'll look at other companies like um, Simply Equine has an herbal a worm detox. That one that one seems to work really well for a lot of horses. Um, Silver Lining has one. I mean, so some of those good herbal ones. I think that from what I see from most of those and people are like, well, they might not work. I kind of think it's because maybe they don't keep them on it long enough. I think maybe they do like 10 days or something. And then there's, you know, bots or larva or whatever hatches. So maybe they just need to do it longer. Um, wormwood seems to be good a lot, which is an easy one. But um, again, it's, I, I just, I always, I test it. Cause I don't know, you know, but I, what I will tell you is when you get the immune system boosted. So if the liver's working, it's making the antioxidants, it's making the enzymes. Um, and that immune system is healthy. Usually those horses don't have a good parasite. I mean, a heavy parasite load at all. Right. Once right. their liver's working and they're like in this, it's all frequency, right? Parasites cannot live in a, in a healthy environment, right? Or they don't, not as often, let's just say that. Right. So it's all about changing that. And that's where I go back to, I don't like detoxing because you never changed your environment. Mm -hmm. You didn't do anything to change anything. So you're going to be loaded up with toxins again in a hot minute, you know, okay. change the environment. <laughs> so good. So good. Well, that was fun. And we probably need to do a part two since we could go on and on. <laughs> yes. If people want to find you and work with you, what is the best way that they can do that? Sure. So they can find me on Facebook. It's Michelle Mix. Um, super easy. And then my, I'll give you my cell phone. That's an easy way to, they can text me. And that is 612-201-4119. And really quick, I just want to say one thing about the bioscan. I don't know if we talked about this, Shelly, but um, one thing that I do really different in my hair analysis is when you send me hair, I ask you to send me every excuse me, every single thing that's going in that horse's mouth. So if your horse is on 10 supplements, 
then you'd send me 10 little Ziploc bags. I need about the size of a quarter, but I want every single thing that you're putting in that horse's mouth. And then I test them all individually. And then I test them as a cocktail. So um, I really want to see if what you're, if what you're doing is working or if it's having an inflammatory response. And then my goal is always, you know, to try to get you to the least amount of supplementing as possible. <laughs> they don't need all that stuff. Yeah. It's so good. So perfect. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Good. Yeah. You guys have a good day. Thanks all for right. chatting. <laughs> all right. Bye. Bye.